What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Janella Show. I'm your host, Mike. Obviously, this is my 58th podcast episode. Hopefully, it won't be my last. This week, a guest unlike any I've had on the show before. Now, you guys know, those of you that listen pretty frequently, the, usually I get people on here that have cool careers, cool jobs that are on some kind of interesting track. That's the tagline for the show, right? Cool jobs, cooler people. But this week, I have someone who doesn't have to worry about the corporate ladder or direct deposits or putting in 80-hour weeks or you know reporting to a, a crappy boss or anything like that because she has chosen a life at sea. Literally, she's kind of a sailor, a pirate. Uh, we're going to talk all about it. Let me introduce her right now, the co-captain of the Dready Gun Roberts boat. It's Casey Gunn. Hi, Casey. <laughs> hey, wow. That was a beautiful introduction to me. I've I, never sound more cool in my life. <laughs> oh, I, you don't, I don't have to do anything to sound cool. So you're, you've literally, and we'll talk about this. That's the reason you're on the show. But you and your husband mm-hmm. and your two daughters and your dog... Uh, a few years ago, you just you, you gave up on the normal life, right? You just packed up, and you guys literally, you live on a boat and just sail around the world. That's pretty much, that's your life, right? It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, uh, <laughs> the funny story, oh, I used to live in New York, you know that? And uh, I had a great, great photography job up there and uh, great money and all that great stuff. And I went crazy, and I, I ran down south to the Keys and I met Troy, and he, uh, he came out on this. Uh, on his boat that everything was broken. He had no shirt, no shoes, a dog on a rope, and came up to me and was like, hey, uh, can I can I stay with you or whatever? Can you help me fix my boat? And I had so much money, I did it. I helped him fix his boat. And he never left. He would never, ever leave. And we got pregnant a month later after we each other. Wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> Talk about uh, dropping an anchor, huh? After that, we... Yeah, right. And then the month after that, we bought we bought this boat that was falling apart, cause, you know, whatever. And we had to rebuild this whole boat, and so it was called a Warham Catamaran, the Polynesian style double canoe hold uh, sailboat. And so we we rebuilt that while being pregnant twice, and now we've sailed over five thousand miles on her in the last five years. So building her and sailing her and having babies all in five years, and it's just been absolutely dreamy. Oh, it's incredible. And, uh, I mean, we'll give out your, all your handles, but you guys, you have to check out their Instagram, their YouTube page, because the videos, the visuals, just what they're going through their daily lives. It's absolutely, uh, incredible. Uh, why don't you shout those out real quick, uh, Casey, just where people can find you if they want to see exactly the kind of life you're living. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our YouTube page is sailing to the number two sailing to canoes. Um, and our Instagram is the Dready Gun Roberts. So like the Dread Pirate Roberts, but since my last name has gotten me made it the Dready Gun Roberts. I love it. So uh, you can find us, us on Instagram there. And we also are uh, Sailing Two Canoes and the, the Dready Gun Roberts on Facebook. So awesome. it's kind so, of confusing we have two names. but <laughs> <laughs> You got to just spread out the marketing. Yeah. Um, all right. I have a million questions, not a million, but close to it about this lifestyle what you guys do at sea, raising kids uh, this way. But I start every show the same way, Casey, with every guest, no matter what. I ask you, what's the best thing to happen to you this past week? So in the last seven days, Casey, what is it? The best thing that happened to me this past week is seeing my family. Um, I haven't seen them in a year. I only come home, we only come home in the hurricane season time. And I'm here with every single one of my sisters and my nieces and my mom and my dad. And uh, there's nothing better than family. So that's definitely the best thing that's happened to me. 
Yeah, so where are you right now? Because you could be docked anywhere in the world. So tell us where you're joining the podcast from. Well, I'm in, yeah, I'm anchored in, um, in Isla Mirada right now. But um, my parents live at the house that I grew up in since I was born in Anderson, Indiana. Very boring place. <laughs> a little bit different than sailing around, yeah, the Caribbean or other exotic locales. That will, that well, that's definitely that's that's the reason I do it because I I grew up in flat boringness and Troy grew up in Alabama, so we had to do something different and see the, the world after growing up in such a terrible boring place. Oh man, it's I mean, and you literally did a 180. I mean, it's it's incredible uh, to think about. Yeah, growing up in rural Alabama or Indiana, and now being out on mm-hmm. on the high seas. I didn't um, even, so what made you? Yeah, I didn't even see the ocean until I was 18. So really, wow! Now you're seeing more ocean yeah. than most people alive, probably. <laughs> and now I'm gonna live in the ocean for the rest of my life. Oh, uh, so yeah, I mean. So I was going to ask you about that later, but since you mentioned it now, is this, you said you've been doing it for five years. Your, your daughters are what, four and one? Is that right? The ages? Uh, yeah, four and two. Four and two. So is this, is this the long-term plan to just, uh, for the rest of your lives as they grow up, just kind of keep sailing and, and going to new places and seeing what the, what the oceans have for you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, this boat we rebuilt, we're going to probably have it have her for I guess five years and then we're gonna start rebuilding another boat it's still gonna be a warm catamaran but uh just a little bit bigger uh 42 Pahi is uh our dream boat that we're gonna rebuild and we want to do that in either the Philippines or Thailand because that's where they have the best wood so so that's kind of the, the plan right now we're just getting into the other side of the world and taking it slowly so uh that might be a while but we'll get there when we get there you have all the time to get wherever you're going right so what made you exactly? We're... What made you give up "quote unquote" normal life? You mentioned before how uh, you met Troy, and kind of one thing led to another. But I'm sure you had a a decision point, an inflection point, where you had to think to yourself, "Is this really what I want to do? Do I really want to leave everything I've had in New York and elsewhere behind?" Did you have a moment like that? No, no. I uh, I had like a little sabbatical when I was working in, in New York and I went to the Philippines and I lived there for about a year and a half and I sailed on a, a very primitive boat for an expedition, a Filipino like National Geographic expedition and uh, it was the first one I've ever been on and it is a boat that was literally rebuilt to the same specs as a boat that they excavated from the ground from 320 AD. So, uh, so it was like... <laughs> To say the least, there was like no amenities whatsoever. It didn't even have a, a cabin inside. It was just an open hold boat that we sailed um, all around Southeast Asia, all the way up to Vietnam, and then crossed, crossed the South China Sea on. No Wi-Fi, I, I assume. <laughs> no, no, nothing. There was no, there was no <laughs> electronics. There was no motor. Uh, nothing. They're actually doing it again right now. It's called the Belongai Voyage, and. Uh, and they didn't use like a GPS or it was all about navigating with the stars just like they used to do. And it's a pride trip or whatever. So after I lived there and I saw how simple that people lived in the Philippines and at how happy they are, um, I came back to New York thinking I could just get back into the lifestyle and I was never happy. I had my dream job working at Milk Studios as a photographer and a retoucher and um, I was never happy there anymore. I couldn't do it after seeing the simple life. So I bought a motorcycle and, and the keys, and I was like, I'm going to go buy a boat. And so before I bought my own boat, I found Troy and 
we had a kid and we bought a boat together, a dream boat. So. <laughs> Best laid yeah, plans. Yeah, it all worked out perfectly. I'm a very lucky person. Oh, that's an amazing story. So I'm never scared. And, and good for you because so many people, I think, maybe have an opportunity like this and they're too scared to just let go and go chase it, whether it's sailing or living in the mountains or going to live in a foreign country in the middle of nowhere. And they just think, no, I can't leave right. my Wi-Fi, I can't leave my Netflix. I can't leave, uh, you know, my, the bars I like going to. So pat's right. on the back to you for just saying, you know, screw it and just going for it. Thank you. I know I didn't, I, I always say I didn't have to you don't have a choice. When you need something so bad, you don't have the choice to not do it because otherwise you're always going to wonder why you didn't do it. And so there's not a choice. And so, luckily I've found somebody who feels the same way about things. And we are so spontaneous. It would never work with anybody else. So. Yeah, I feel like this is the kind of lifestyle you need to have the right person to do it with because you're with them 24 hours a day. Sometimes it's just the two of you and, and the sea tortoises, and that's, that's, that can get grating if it's with the wrong yeah. personality. So where, where have you gone so far? You mentioned 5,000 oh, yeah. miles. It, you guys just, Yeah, I have that. So where yeah. have you guys gone so far? Let, tell me some of the, the places you've been. Uh, you've mentioned Philippines, Thailand is kind of next, but where have you been able to check off? If you had a treasure map of where you've been so far, where have you gone? So uh, last year was our first uh, year out of the boatyard and out of rebuilding her. And uh, we sailed about 2,500, uh, yeah, 2,500 miles uh, to every single island in the Bahamas, went all the way down to the Jamentos, uh, kind of close to the Dominican Republic area, and, uh, and to Cuba. And then we sailed along the coast of Cuba for a couple of days. We never even we never um, went inside of Cuba. We never went into it because we didn't have money because we left with two dollars. <laughs> and uh, so we didn't get to go to Cuba because it's kind of expensive. I think it was like twenty six dollars to get it or something. <laughs> and uh, so we, and then we came back to the Keys. And then um, that was the first time. And this last time we did another trip around the Bahamas, Exumas, uh, Andros. And uh, we're going over to the U.S. Virgin Islands, and there was a big storm, so we had to go back, and we ended up getting a really terrible storm on the way back. So, yeah, so we've mostly been around the Bahamas and Cuba and Dominican Republic, but uh, next year we're going to the um, to Central America, to, Brazil, to Belize. So I'm more excited about that because I want really cheap tacos because the Bahamas is so expensive. <laughs> cheap tacos but, is the most important thing on the list. so beautiful. <laughs> so do you need... Uh, yeah, tacos. Goes, or it is the most important thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally the light at the end of the tunnel whenever you're, uh, you're out at sea, I imagine. <laughs> so do you need passports yeah. for these places? Do you just show up at the beach and kind of dock and, and walk around? How does that work logistically mm. to go to different countries? Oh, I wish that was the case. I wish we were free citizens of the world and we can do anything we wanted like that. But no, it's very hard. And it's, it's different countries are, are difficult. Sometimes you have to get visas for those countries months ahead of time to be able to even come into their waters so it is very difficult and a lot of the places you have to go and you have to find all those all the offices offices you have to go to and sometimes it can be five to ten and they're in completely different places and a place that you're unsure of and you're not even allowed to be on land until you're checked in so it just doesn't make any sense but luckily you can usually pay somebody like 50 bucks and they'll they'll go and do it for you we obviously don't do that route but when it gets really hard we just pay a local to go and figure it out for us. <laughs> it's always nice to have some, some local help. So talk to me and mm -hmm. I want to talk about like having kids at sea and all that kind of stuff and how you deal with them. But first I, I'm so curious about just 
life like when you're like what do you do all day you know what i mean like what's what what's your day to day like just i it's so foreign to me cuz i wake up i go to work i go to the gym afterward i come home watch tv it's kind of lather rinse repeat but there's always stuff for me to go or to do like what are you guys doing um at the moment we're completely chilling like we don't wake up until like one o'clock and have coffee take a swim and we're we're kind of like anchored in one place right now because of hurricane season and it's kind of stay in one place we don't want to be traveling too far and get caught in anything because it does get really bad down here in the summer and uh but most of the time we wake up and we're like hey where island do you want to go to and especially in the Bahamas because we've stayed in the Bahamas longer than we've been anywhere else and every island is just like maybe 15 20 miles away and they're all beautiful and they're all different and uh so we figure out which island we want to go to and we go to it and we take videos we fish Troy always has to fish for food because we left with uh 800 and we were gone for four and a half months last time so um that's all we had the whole time so he mostly has to fish for all of our food and sometimes that takes like a good six hours because you know it's been overfished in the Bahamas so So, yeah, we just we just try to find food, mostly. Try to put the food to hang out with our, with our kids. Take them swimming. Take them on the beach. It's pretty wonderful. We get to see the kids every day. Yeah, I asked a couple of my Twitter followers if they had any questions for you guys. I let them know, like, what you guys do. And uh, one guy, Tony, mm-hmm. said, do you have room for one more? So he loves this, like, idea of this dream lifestyle. <laughs> so you have a fan. But then mm-hmm. uh, one of my followers named Tom Hughes, he says – he wanted to know how do you eat and drink? Uh, do you have bills to pay? He's, he has these kind of more of like those logistical daily questions. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned a couple of those things. Sometimes yeah. you have to fish for food. You leave with a few hundred bucks. Like, do you have bills? How, how do you, how do you normally find food and drink? No. How does that work? No, luckily me and Troy had never accumulated any kind of debt or bills in our past lives before meeting each other. And now we don't, I mean, this is why you're calling me on my mom's phone because I don't have a phone. We just, we just don't want a bill. It kind of, it, it, we have zero bills right now at all. We have no, nothing, nobody taking anything from us or, you know, over our heads with anything. So we own our boat outright since the very beginning. So it's a very, very freeing feeling coming from New York City and having a ton of bills and always a ton of emails from work constantly and people calling me on the phone and now I just want none of it <laughs> I don't want to see a computer I don't want to see a phone I don't want to see a bill so, do you know how jealous York, so many people listening are me. right now <laughs> <laughs> I, you know how many people uh, I, I just that. wish they could I... tear up their iPhone bill or throw their computer out the window and never see an email again and that's exactly what you're doing yeah yeah it's a I, I always think say that the the ocean is your last liberation. And uh, it, it really is. In this world now, everything is, is so difficult. And uh, the ocean gives you the freedom, the real freedom. But it's not all easy. There's all, you know, there's, there's some very hard parts. You have to be, luckily I have Troy. And Troy is a very capable human being. Whenever shit goes down, he can take care of it. I don't, I don't think I could do it by myself. Give I'm not me, that good. <laughs> give me an example. What's one time where you were like, oh, man, we're deep in it right now, and sort of Troy had to come to the rescue? Like, what is, what is some of the hard stuff you have to deal with in this life? Uh, <laughs> um, you, want, like a stor- you want a storm story? Yeah, or? give me a good storm story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
you want to tell that strong story, Troy? No. <laughs> it, it, it kind of, it still gets me. Okay, so um, on the way back from the Bahamas this past year, we uh, we left from the Exumas, and we had, we had we had no autopilot or anything like that, and the boat doesn't have a motor. My catamaran doesn't have a motor, and uh, we were sailing for three days straight, and we, one of us has to be at the helm at all times. So we were both just so exhausted because we had to be at the helm and also watch the kids while we're, while we're going back. But we didn't have uh, any kind of weather updates because um, this, uh, you can only get it whenever you're near service. And we weren't near service for three days straight. So we only had like old weather updates and everything was fine. Like the wind was going to be going when we needed to go. And if you know anything about the Gulf Stream, it runs um, south to north at a 3.5 at 3.5 knots going and, and the current is 3.5 knots so anytime there is any kind of north wind then uh the current and the wind converge and cause huge waves and not it's a very very dangerous place to be and uh so we were going uh sailing from andros uh we went through south bite of andros and we're sailing about it was like 120 miles 180 miles to the keys and uh we 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 saw this storm just like just in front, kind of in front of we were only 15 miles away from from the Florida Keys and we saw the storm just like raging in front of us and we were trying to get away from it but it, it pulled us in because then there's a storm like the the pressure just pulls you in so we got pulled into this nasty storm in the middle the, the it was the axis of the Gulf Stream which is the most dangerous place to be because that's where the current runs the fastest. And uh, we got pulled into it, and we had full sails up and everything, and um, we couldn't get out. And then we got hit by, like, I don't know, it, yeah, 50-knot winds. 50-knot winds that almost broke our sails apart, which is the scariest. <laughs> and uh, so we put the we, – we, we threw the sails down, and Tori, luckily, he's really fast. And he, like, he got up there. He can climb up the mast while we're sailing if anything gets stuck, which nobody else can do. He's just monkeys up it like a, like a monkey. It's crazy. But um, so he, he dropped the sails and uh, we bare pulled it all the way back to the Bahamas because we had to go down the waves and down the wind. Otherwise, we would get pummeled by the waves. They would have overta- they would have overtaken us absolutely if we ever had to go anywhere towards the waves. So we had to go with the waves no matter where it went. So we had to sail another another hundred miles back to the Bahamas, but there was no sails up at all, and we were going eight knots, which is usually like faster than any boat any sailboat usually goes. Or that's like a that's a good speed, and so uh, so yeah, we just bear pulled it all the way back to Bahamas and surfing waves the whole time and just delirious. Like I was seeing dead bodies in the ocean because I was so exhausted that we were just delusional and we were seeing crazy things. And uh, it was a very fun, exhausting time. We finally got to this place called Writing Rock, which is fitting. And uh, Troy went out, and there was a fish. We had no food at this point either. There was like we had nothing because we planned on being home at that time, and uh, and there was a there was a fish sitting in the rock. So it's like it just came up with the tide and the tide went down and it was like just like Mother Earth giving us what we needed at that very point in time, <laughs> and we we slept there for like four days and then we we went back back across the Gulf Stream. So it could have been very very bad, but it was quick like Troy's quick decisions and everything that we had to do. You know, we were only 15 miles from the Keys and 100 miles from the Bahamas. We had to go back to the Bahamas no matter what. Wow. So, I would have shit my pants, uh, it sounds like. <laughs> oh, I've never, I've never been more scared in my entire life. He told me to tack twice and go into the waves. And these are oh, well over well over 10, 15-foot waves, probably bigger. And um, 
the, the whole wave would just come over us and it looked like my, my boat is made out of wood. So it looked, and it's held together with ropes. <laughs> and I thought everything was going to break. And then we got to the to riding rocks and I was like, check the boat, make sure nothing's coming apart. And everything was perfect. Nothing broke, nothing got damaged or hurt, which is like unheard of in a storm like that. Our boat is so capable and I, I never felt better about it because I went through that crazy shit that they fucking write movies about yeah and you, i'm thinking of <laughs> castaway well or too, lost or something and where they're building this stuff that's all natural <laughs> materials and it just breaks apart and you guys somehow survived it you forged yeah. through the fire yeah well the gulf stream is a, is a very dangerous body of water it's one of the fastest currents in the world so, so it was yeah that's... and we've been awake for so long that we were just whew, exhausted that is wild so <laughs> So yeah. what do you what do you have? I even told him at the time. I was like, wait, wait. I was like, why am I doing this? And he, and then like as soon as we got back, as soon as we got to the Bahamas, I'm like, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again. During <laughs> <laughs> the time, he, yeah, it goes like, from oh, shit, I'm not doing this anymore. Goes from dread and terror to oh, that was kind of a fun adventure. This is why uh, this is why we're out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so, that's why me and Troy are together. <laughs> so, so what do you what do you guys have on you like. at any given moment? Because when you have something like that, you have obviously whatever the boat is, but in terms of rations, supplies, uh, you know, tools that may mm-hmm. help in a crisis, uh, or just food you may have, you know, is there any sort of uh, non-perishable stuff? Like, <laughs> what do you guys have that you carry with um, you yeah. at any time? Ramen noodles, of course. Yeah, the, even, even at no, sea, ramen yeah, noodles yeah. can work? Oh, you just eat them raw. It's, it's not, ugh, that'll kill you before anything, though. But, um, no, we, we have a Carolina skiff that we pull up on, into the belly of our boat, so... Our skiff is a very interesting situation. It, it pulls up and on like a, it's kind of like having a little garage and it's a 16 foot Carolina skiff. And it's a little speedboat and it's unsinkable. So we have an unsinkable boat underneath our boat. It's just the fact that we, if we'd be, it'd be able to get it out. And the boat itself is unsinkable. It's a, it's a wooden core boat. So, and the beams are solid wood that we built ourselves. And so those are unsinkable. It would stay at the water line. So it's pretty safe if anything would happen um, to be able to at least get know rescued and not just sink into the ocean that's, so that's a like good a, plan kind of yeah a, a, yeah it's a better <laughs> it's a better feeling and then we have a speedboat too and it goes 27 knots so if we had to go anywhere you know we could go as far as the gas would take us but um other than that you know we've got um we got that uh mmsi number on our vhs that we could press if anything if we were in distress in any way and uh hopefully somebody would hear it <laughs> usually it goes out to all the boats that are around and like uh-huh. a, 50 mile radius or something and then they can come and help so yeah it's 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 not very much better than it has been but technology is catching up and it's um it's gonna it's gonna be a lot safer sooner for cheaper where people like us can afford it and do it because they have all these e-perbs and stuff but they're thousands of dollars so we're taking our chances which is probably all the parents who hear this probably won't like that because i have kids but there's other you know Let's, People have done it for years. Let's talk about that since you gave me such a perfect segue into chatting about that. So you've got your two babies, your two girls. They're adorable. Again, check their YouTube channel out of their Instagram because you. you just have – they are they are precious. And so they got, first – They were, have dreads too. Yeah. <laughs> were, were, they, were they born – they weren't born at sea, right? I'm assuming you were somewhere on land when they were born or how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were both born in the same hot tub. So they were born in the water, but not oh. uh, on the boat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but but I, it was I good preparation. And I had a mid- yeah, I had a midwife and a hot tub. 
Okay. So was is and, there... and I ate tacos. I didn't have drugs. So it was just tacos. Oh, aren't tacos the, my, aren't my tacos the best drug though? I've I, tacos have made me feel a certain way <laughs> that are. no drug ever could. I think. Yep. Is, was there any any trepidation for you? Because yeah, you said a bunch of parents listening may think, "What the hell is this woman doing?" Was there any hesitancy or mm-hmm. trepidation about continuing this lifestyle with with two two babies, two small children? Absolutely not, because people put their children in danger every day when they're strapping them into like a ten thousand pound box and going hundred miles down a highway every single day. Cars are my worst fear. So you can get hurt in any in any situation. At the sea, at least, there's nobody out there. <laughs> You're not going to hit anybody. It's a good point. The, you know, storms might come, but but if they come, you have to be prepared. And, and you know, we've we've. We're very capable people, so I think that we'd be able to protect our children in a lot of those situations. But I'm not going to get my kid in a car and drive down the highway. Like, so we're very, di- I'm very different than a lot of other people. They don't even think twice about that, but I just can't do it. Right, that's in the tens and hundreds of millions of people that do that every day. Uh, do Do you get shit? Yeah. Have you had parents or people that you know you talk to you and say, "How can you do this?" or like really be kind of condescending to you? Have you ever dealt with that kind of animosity from strangers? Um, not, not very often, but there was a girl that I worked with in the Philippines that came, you know, that I talked to the other day. She's uh, from Austria and she was, I told her that her and her kids should come in and visit my boat sometimes. She was like, no, I don't think so. You know, I'm a very, I'm a very safe mom. I want to make sure my kids are always, are always safe and are never put in danger. And I can't believe that you, you can do this with all the dangers around and, you know, get fall off the boat and all this other stuff. I'm like, uh... Right? You never put your kids in danger. You never. Yeah, I just didn't understand it, and she didn't understand my my way either. But I don't try to get those people to understand my way, and they never will. So it's not. A, a, I'm not going to waste my time. Uh, another superpower that I think a lot of people wish they could take from you is the ability to just let go like that, instead of having to have something like that bother them over and over. So, so with your kids, I can't believe that things bother people like that. Uh, Sorry. It sounds like you, you've unlocked the secret to life. I think going out at sea is what everyone needs because you, you've, you've got this kind of zen uh, look on life that so many people, myself included partly, uh, would love to try and, and take a page from. So, so the kids. Yeah, it's, it, yeah living, out, living out in nature. You get the fresh air every day. You get the, all the negative ions that you get from the ocean, which promote positive feeling. Um, you know, it, there's more negative ions in the ocean and falling water than any other place in the world. So it's, that's when you get the best feelings. And I always thought, I always said the sea was, was, could heal because my dad had cancer. Um, he was a one percenter. He should have died. Uh, 99% of the people that get cancer die. And I told him to go to the ocean and he did. And now he lives on a houseboat uh, out and anchored where I am at right now for hurricane season. And he, after seven years, he's still alive and healthier than ever. So wow. I always thought that the ocean would heal and it has. <laughs> He shouldn't have lived. The proof's right there in the pudding, animal. yeah. It's crazy. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so I still have more questions mm-hmm. about, about being a mom or being parents uh, at sea. So is the, do you, they're still young, right, the kids, so they don't have to worry about anything yet because they're just still, oh, this is cool. Let's do whatever's fun. Are there any plans for yeah. homeschooling or you know, reading languages, uh, you know, giving them practical knowledge yeah. as how to work oh. a boat? What's that, what's that plan like? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They already almost know how to work the boat. The four-year-old, like, she she sails with us. She loves to do, the, you know, pull all the lines and stuff like that. But um, for schooling, um, there is a, 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 
a boat school. So it's like a homeschool um, curriculum, but it is, it's more aimed towards kids that live on the sea. And so it can like pique their interest a little bit better than just a, a basic curriculum, you know, for homeschools on the get home or whatever. It's that, but, pop- uh, it's that popular. Yeah, and I've met these. Like um, this lifestyle is that popular no, to be able to have I a curriculum like that available? No, it's, it's, it's something that's kind, of, it's kind of new, and it was a um, professor that put it out for free online, and then you can just uh, download and print all of the, uh, all the material. So it's, it's free, too, so it's not even you know, something you have to pay for, which is amazing. And I've met so many kids, because there's a lot of sailing families, families out there, and they're, they're very different. <laughs> and they're, they're very different than us. Of course, everybody's different. Um, but, uh, but I've met a lot of them and a lot of their kids, and they've been, they've been doing this um, – homeschooling with them and they're the most intelligent uh amazing kids because like not only are they learning you know school books but they get to see everything physically they they get to touch and and experience the world and it, it makes them already more curious you know they get to see all these things in real time you know and so it makes them want to learn more and uh they are good with uh like talking to adults <laughs> adults and playing with children so they've got like they've got that like um confidence to just be to it's just amazing I don't know it's, it's it's the only way I'm gonna raise my child and also whenever we go to different um countries I'm gonna put her in schools in those countries for as long as we're there so she can learn different cultures different languages so she can teach me different languages <laughs> so you know we're, we're gonna figure it out as we go but I'm excited for what's next because that's gonna mean I'm gonna learn a lot too so I have to <laughs> have you ever thought so. I mean, I'm assuming just based on the kind of person you are just talking to you now, what the answer will be. But if, say, you know, one day when when your oldest turns 18 and she decides, you know what, this was fun, but I kind of want to, you know, go back on land or go to quote unquote real college. Is there any are you kind of dreading that potential moment or you don't even think about that yet? Uh, Yeah, no, of course I do. And of course, I'm afraid of that. But. Um, I don't know. I don't think that she would ever be able to actually um, do it because it's just a, it's such a different lifestyle. I don't see how you could. I mean, it's just for me. I don't know how anybody could be happy um, in the real world or what I call the fake world. <laughs> but we'll see. You know, I'll, I'll always support her in whatever she wants to do. If she wants to be an accountant or whatever else. Um, but yeah, but I'm probably going to build her a boat and try to convince her to sail along with us. That's oh, there you go. Our, side by side. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna build her a boat, and she's gonna help us build it because she was there the whole time we built our boat. So she loves building. She that's one of that's her thing. So I think that that's what she's gonna want to do. She wants she's gonna want our own boat at fourteen, not eighteen. That's funny, yeah. And that's most kids want the car when they get us. their license at sixteen. She wants her own boat, and she's probably gonna get it and build it herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Absolutely, yes. And the, you know, by that time, wood and building things with wood is gonna be outdated people aren't going to do it everything is going to be printed you know printed boats or whatever yeah 3d and printing I boats always keep yeah i always want her to keep like the the realness i want her to keep something alive that's dying you know right the natural and authenticity I, for, forever of using the real yeah real Absolutely. and I want, her to, I want her to learn how you know learn learn uh star navigation and all like just like old polynesian time stuff like that's just that's just who i am and i really appreciate it how smart we were back then and then how technology has taken over and everybody doesn't, doesn't do anything anymore. (laughs) 
No, it's a, it's oh. true. Um, I, I couldn't get to my bus stop without my Google Maps telling me where to go. And you're going from yeah. country to country to island to island using just the sky, which is well, it, really putting in perspective how much no, we rely well, on stuff. Well, we <laughs> it does, and what we do have a GPS, uh, a GPS um, or a chart plotter that we that that shows us where to go. So we're not that badass yet, but we do. We are learning um, celestial navigation and. Uh, navigating with bird with bird migrations and star alignment and stuff like that that is something that i've been very adamant to to know in the next couple of years so unfortunately there's nobody teaching it so because nobody does that anymore so i've got to do everything like on our own reading these big ass books the guy that built our boat left on the boat with us so it's going to take a while but i'm going to get there (laughs) you guys are like uh, i mean you probably haven't seen it because again you live at sea and they don't have uh regal theaters out in the ocean but moana the disney movie (laughs) are you familiar with the concept Yes, I downloaded that when I was in the Bahamas. I I absolutely love that movie. That's oh, there like you our, go. Perfect. Yeah, that's basically you, and you're raising the next generation like Moanas. That. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. So it's, great. I, I, it's my favorite movie. My kids don't even want to watch it anymore because I watch it. You watch it so – it's the but, opposite. Um, Usually it's the kids who watch it so much that the parents can't take it anymore, but you flipped it on them. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, what about – all right, yeah, so yeah. – It's just – Go ahead. You there, Casey? Know, one. Uh, I was just going to say uh, one last question before yeah, we head to the, the last couple parts of the show. Um, what about like privacy? I'm sure you and Troy, you want some mommy and daddy time once in a while and you're on a boat. It's not like you can go into like the bedroom and your kids are so tiny. How does, how does that work? <laughs> oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work that well. We have to like, we have to look on the other side. So we have two boats, you know, cause it's a catamaran. So we've got one hole in the other hole. And, um, you know, the, their bedroom and all that stuff is, is in ours, but we always throw them in the other one and we try to give them some food and then we run to the other boat and try to get what needs to be done, done. <laughs> and, uh, it's always, it's always, it's always a quickie situation. Hey, you have to so make do with what you have when you're, get a little older. yeah, when you're out at sea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny stuff. Uh, is there any concern about, I guess I wasn't think, planning on asking this, but this actually just reminded me. So when they do get of dating mm-hmm. age, how do you think you're going to be able to handle that with your daughters, <laughs> hopefully meeting boys, but then they have to sail away after a, a week or a month or so? How do you think that's going to work? <laughs> well, I think that I'm going to take them to an island. I'm going to show them that movie Waterworld, and I'm going to tell them that actually happened. And so they're going to think there's nobody else out there. And when they find out, they're going to kill me and probably never talk to me again. <laughs> but I'm no, I, I cannot... I don't even want to think about it, so I haven't. <laughs> we will. Uh, I would say cross They're that bridge when you get to it. But too, what's the appropriate? So yeah, what's the appropriate metaphor? You'll cross that uh, canal when you get there uh, and figure it out later. Um, all right, Casey. I'll, cr- I'll cross the bridge. I'll cross the bridge deck. That's there you go. Cross the bridge deck. Bridge I love deck it. Is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the deck of the Catarines. So. Perfect. Very apropos. Um, all right, Casey, I end the show <laughs> the same way with every guest uh, with our, our two final segments. One of them is called Turn the Tables. Mm-hmm. I ask all the questions normally, but I like to give the guests the opportunity to ask me a question. So if you'd like to, you don't have to, but you have the opportunity. Ooh, yeah, you can ask me one question, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want. Just one question? Yeah, it's my show. So you get one question, you're going to be happy with it. That's it. Oh, all right, all right. Um, oh my goodness, put me on the spot. If if you could do anything in the entire world, what would it be? That's a very big and loaded question. Um, I want to go to 
Antarctica. And the hope is to do that at some point in the next couple of years. Because um, I feel like, mm-hmm. like I'm, a, I'm a fake world person. I don't think I could give up my internet and my TV and all that kind of stuff. But I also love traveling and adventuring. And I feel like that's one place mm-hmm. that's still sort of final frontier and you have to take a boat mm-hmm. to get there. And how many people can say they've been mm-hmm. there? And I hope to get to all seven continents one day. I'm over halfway there. And that's kind of the last cherry on top, I would imagine. So that's the plan is to hopefully mm-hmm. go there. Uh, and if someone could give me the money to do it tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would. Um, but I, I'm not quite as uh-huh. adventurous as you and being able to unplug everything that quickly. Oh, I would never expect anybody to, to do that. But hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I... That I'm good at camping. <laughs> yeah, I, you can't live on a boat if you're not good at camping. Uh, yeah, it's something else again that I'm not that great at. So I'll have to take some notes before I ever consider a lifestyle even half as adventurous as yours. Well, going to Antarctica is crazy. It's cold. It's cold up there. I can handle cold. I, I'm always hot. I'm always the one sweating in the middle of winter and still sleeping like naked in December. So I can handle cold. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, so Antarctica, oh. here I come. And we'll, maybe I'll see you there, Casey. If you guys awesome. have decided to be a cold-weather sailing team, maybe nope. I'll meet you down there. Nope. Not going to happen? Nope. I'll, I'll find you somewhere else. <laughs> You'll stay where you guys can That's be awesome. in bathing suits and paddle boards all day. I get it. I don't like to put clothes on, so. <laughs> hey, that's a great, great lifestyle motto for sure. Um, all right, Casey, mm-hmm. um, I've got a jet here, and you, I don't want to take away too much more time from you and your family while you get to enjoy them on dry land. But we do end the show with the fun five. It's five quick uh, questions designed for you and you alone, so you can answer these kind of lightning round rapid fire. Ready to go? Yes. All right. Question number one. Whenever you do get back on land or you dock, what's the first thing that you have to do every time that you don't get to do at sea? Freshwater shower. I can imagine that must feel incredible. Uh, (laughs) Question number two. You've been to plenty of them from the looks of your YouTube and Instagram and the sounds of your voice, but what's the prettiest beach you've been to if you had to pick just one? Norman's K and the Exumas. Question number three. If this was Survivor, and the TV show, and you guys are out there in the ocean, and I can drop you one luxury item, what's the one item you always wish you could have that you never do? Um, a French press. Uh, like coffee? I'm not a coffee drinker, but that's a coffee thing. Is that right? Yes, I make my coffee out of like an old pan and um, a little mesh screen that I found. Ugh. on a beach a long time ago and we're still using it <laughs> yeah french press would definitely accelerate that process for sure um question <laughs> yeah. number question number four um I, actually i was going to ask you uh what was the, was there ever one time that you feared for your life we already talked about that story earlier uh with the storm uh so i'll, I'll ask you this mm-hmm. what's What's one uh, piece of pop culture that you miss? Is there like a TV show that you're upset you can't watch or keep up with or a sports team that you guys love that you can't keep up with? Is there anything you, you miss in that regard when you're away? Um, no, not at all. So like Game of Thrones fever that everyone's catching back here no. on land. You don't even care. Man, such an amazing no. life. <laughs> um, question number five, and maybe we answered this earlier too. But who is your favorite sailor or pirate character of all time? Books, movies, TV. Do you have someone that you're like, that's, that's, my, that's my man or my girl? Um, James Warham, the guy that, that designed my boat. He has a boat called uh, uh, Two Girls, Two Catabrans. And it's about the beginning of the, um, about 
at the beginning of, of designing these boats, he brought catamarans back into the modern world since the Polynesians. There's been no other catamarans before him and the Polynesians. So um, his, he had he had a wife and he had a uh, a girl that had his baby on the boat and she cooked and cleaned and the other wife was a navigator and he's just such a badass. He has these two girls basically like, you know, sailing with him and for him for years. And he's, oh, I wish I was him. <laughs> See, I thought when I was asking that question, you were going to go like Captain Jack Sparrow or Moana, but you went with someone even more badass than anybody could be fictionally, someone real uh, with a story like that. So props to you for giving him a shout-out. Yeah, thank you. Ah, super cool. Um, all right, man. Casey Gunn, you have uh, some more time on land to enjoy and family to hang out with, so I'm going to let you go. But one last time, why don't you let the people know where they can find you and all your adventures, your, your little Swiss family Robinson uh, out on the high seas. Where can people see what you're up to? Well, I'm having a website right now built, and it's going to be www.sailing2canoes.com. Sailing2canoes.com. But our Instagram is the Dreddy Gun Roberts. And our uh, YouTube page is Sailing Two Canoes as well. So you can find us on any one of those outlets. And my website will have all of them, so it'll be a lot easier to find me since I have so many different names. <laughs> Beautiful. So keep an eye, guys, on Sailing Two Canoes and the Dready Gun Roberts. That's D-R-E-A-D-Y-G-U-N-N, Roberts. Uh, Casey, this was awesome. Thanks so much for taking some time and holding this weird phone contraption that I'm sure you're not used to for, yeah. uh, for 45 minutes now and it's, chatting with me. My arm is so tired. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. This has been a really fun, uh, really the, fun conversation. The pleasure is mine. And if you ever do find your way up, uh, up to the New York waters, I'd love to, uh, to meet you guys in person. Uh, stay on the line, Casey. Uh, you and I will chat and wrap up off the air. But thanks so much again. I really appreciate you taking mm-hmm. the time. Thank you, and I'll, hopefully I'll see all of you guys out there one day. Yeah, we, we can all learn a thing or two, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, all right, guys, make sure to check out my website, MikeJanella.com, where you can see all previous episodes of my show. Plus, I will have links to all of Casey's uh, social media accounts in case you, you didn't jot those down. Don't worry. Head to MikeJanella.com. I'll have it all there for you. Plus, you can find out all the information on the great outro music that you're hearing right now. I am going to go sail into uh, the concrete jungle, so not as fun as Casey. But, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll come back again next time. We'll try and do better next time, but thanks for listening. See ya!